Thanks for listening to Reddit Guy. Today's content comes from Tales from Tech Support. Our first post is named, I'm not a computer person, but allow me to be as unhelpful and condescending as possible while I demand you fix my problem. This actually happened a couple of weeks ago. As context, for those who haven't read my posts before, I work an out-of-hours IT desk. We support multiple businesses after hours when their IT teams leave for the day. It's 11.30 p.m. and I get a call through from my least favorite business we support. We have no systems access and very little in the way of documentation. Their calls are renowned for being a pain in the ass to deal with. EA extremely affluent sounding British guy me. Service desk how can I help? EA. Oh hello I'm not able to print me. Okay. Any error messages? Any signs of life from the printer, EA, now hold on I'm not a computer person so you'll need to use simple terms me, what happens when you print, EA, nothing happens that's why I'm calling you, me, do you see any messages appear on the screen when trying to print, EA, Noi have a particularly low tolerance for these kinds of callers who are unable to provide even basic details. This guy was also coming across as very condescending me, is your printer turned on? Can you see any lights? EA. Of course. Me. Can you walk me through what you generally do to print something? EA. I'm not a computer person so you'll need to be more clear me. Tell me how you'd usually print EA. Look here. I don't really understand what you're asking meme. What would you usually do to print? EA. I don't understand you me. Okay sir. I'd like to connect remotely to your computer so I can see what's on the screen. Is that okay? EA. This is all very complicated. I'm not sure what you want to do. Me, I'd like to access your computer so I can see what's wrong EA, I'm sorry, can you explain that more clearly? Me, I'm not sure how much clearer I can actually be with this. I need to remotely connect to try and fix this for you EA, look this is terribly unfriendly for people who aren't technically savvy like myself. Why can't you fix this? Me, I'm trying to help you and fix it but you haven't been able to provide a great amount of detail on the issue, so I'd like to remotely connect to take a look myself EA, I'm not familiar with these technical terms. This is very hard. I don't understand why we have you people if you can't help people who aren't technically savvy me, I'm trying to help, however as it's out of hours our scope is limited. I need to remotely connect to see what's going on. I respect that you are not technically savvy but at the same time we do expect a certain level of existing knowledge from users in order to be able to provide our support service after hours. I can ask that the main service desk calls you back in the morning if you'd prefer. EA, no look this is very important and I need this fixed, how do you get on my screen, me, firstly, I need you to open a web browser or just go to Google EA, I just use this for email what on earth is a web browser, me, do you use Google, EA, yes of course I do, me, okay, please go to Google, we spend a painful amount of time getting GoToAssist working me, thank you I'm now connected. I'm going to take a look at the printer setup now me, I see the printer is reporting, not connected. Can you check to make sure it's plugged in please? I google the model number and this is an old ass Epson printer. USB only. At this point I've had enough of this caller's ineptness EA, but I don't know how. Me, I'm sorry, I really can't help you with this part. You're the one physically located with the computer and the printer. Go to the printer and make sure any wires coming from it are plugged into the PC. EA, okay. Several minutes later I hear the unmistakable sound of a device being connected in Windows me, okay, the printer is now showing as connected so it looks like the plug was disconnected. Please try printing again, EA navigates to Outlook, opens an email about discounted camping products and proceeds to print it off me, I can hear the printer in the background so it looks like we're good now, EA, yes it's working but you didn't help me at all click EA was such a pita. 
He also left Gotoassist running in the background so I spent the next half an hour inconspicuously moving his mouse each time he tried to click something before I got bored and disconnected. The next story of today's episode is named Why Would You Sell Me an Obsolete System? This comes from the wonderful world of home security systems customer support. My coworker fields this one. $CW is coworker. $GOG is grumpy old guy. $CW, thank you for calling blah 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 security, how may I help you? $GOG, gives name, address, password, blood sample of firstborn for verification purpose. S. Well my system isn't accepting codes and won't turn on or off. I think it started after the storm that came through last night. $CW, did lightning strike your house or close by? $GOG, yes. $CW, I see. Based on the age of the system, it probably took a surge. We're unable to get replacement parts anymore, so you'll need an upgrade. I can get someone in sales to call you with a price. $GOG, well can't you just send someone out to fix it? $CW, we certainly can, but as it's obsolete equipment it's unlikely they can repair it. You'd still be billed for the service call. This is where the customer gets irate. $GOG, why would you sell me an obsolete system? $CW, soft voice. Well sir, it was brand new in 1986. The name of the next post we will listen to is Modern Warfare Needs 1 Terabyte of RAM. Hi all, mandatory LTL, FTP. On mobile so formatting will be a bit sketchy and disclaimer, not in tech support but hopefully will be eventually after completing my comp sci degree, was in a TeamViewer session with a colleague but 10 brief minutes ago when I discovered to my distaste that his 2TB HDD was filled to the brim as was his 120GB SSD. Upon inquiring what was using such immense portions of precious digital real estate, I was met with the standard, I'm not sure, it's always been like that. I just delete stuff when it's too full to function. Type response, enter Winderstat to save the day. For those of you unaware, this little app displays the contents of your drives in a graphical layout, with the size usage of each file proportionately scaled to the others. Normally one can expect a large block of medium-sized files, some downloaded videos, a few Steam games, but never in my years have I opened the application to find one giant Ming monstrosity of a block consuming well over half the poor 2TB drive, barely leaving other little files to squeeze in around the edges, clawing desperately for some leftover ones and zeros to call home. The Seasoned among you will already have guessed, but this file was none other than the villain of the piece, the dark and shady page file dot size. Our hero, yours truly, swam through the dark recesses of the system configuration in search of the settings pane that would confirm my hunch, all the while my colleague's eyes growing wider with understanding and guilt. Eventually I found it. The page file options were set to manual configuration, and that manual configuration was a default size of 1 terabyte, with permission to expand to 1.2, my colleague offered an explanation for his actions. Apparently some four years ago he fancied himself a game of modern warfare and was displeased to find it kept crashing. Rather than just quit some background applications or buy some more memory, he decided the best solution was to boost his page file size. First a GB, no good. Maybe 2 gigabytes. No dice. Eventually he must have just opted for one followed by a random amount of zeros, happening to be an entire TB. Years passed and he didn't notice the change day to day as the page file gradually grew fatter, gorging itself on any scraps of executable it could find. Slowly expanding to occupy 1.2 terabytes of his total 1.8. And that. Is how he has lived. Without question. 
for four years, a page file size drop and reboot later and he was a happy camper, and I had my first TFTS post, TLDR, friend wanted to play a game, lacked sufficient RAM. Sacrificed most of 2 terabytes HDD to the page file gods as an eternal offering, edit, wow, this blew up overnight, thanks for making it a good first post all. Smiley face. Also, I've seen a lot of people ask why I'm doing CompSci for tech support wanting to go into tech support in the first place. Truth is I oversimplified things, I didn't think it was relevant but the specifics are, I'm doing a Bachelor of Information Science, with a double major in Computer Science and Information Technology. Because, honestly I don't know specifically what I plan to do after graduating, just that I love IT and want to do something in that field. As for why tech support. After reading this subreddit, it sounds like it should keep me entertained. The next story of today's episode is named the best 75-year-old user ever. It's been a bit since I've posted, so quick rundown. I work for a small software company doing IT and customer service work supporting the users of our order writing software. We brought on a new company six months or so ago, and along with it, came a sales rep we'll call Virginia. Virginia is 75 years old, not good with computers, but has the best sense of humor and understanding I've ever had from a client. Every time she calls in she's always got something to say, which usually ends in a I hope you've got your Valium nearby and considers us all wizards, we recently updated our software, and sent an email out no t. Fine users of this. She calls in yesterday, and we chatted up while I explained to her that yes, this was a real email, not spam, and that she should in fact update her program. She says, okay, I'm going to try to be a big girl and update this myself, but stay by the phone. A few minutes go by, and the phone rings, sure enough, it's her on the caller ID, so I pick up without using the standard greeting, and say, hey, Virginia. She responds, darn, how did you recognize me with my hat and fake mustache on? I lost it for a bit. Having a long week full of incompetent, ignorant, or intentionally destructive users was washed away because this little old lady told the most dad-like joke over the phone. TLDR not all old users are bad, especially if they can laugh at themselves. The name of the next post we will listen to is literally seconds ago home tech support my shortest tech tale ever, have a few spare laptops around the house from tech donation when I left my old job, my director said, they'll just sit around otherwise, at least you'll use them. Batteries shot on one of them, but it's obviously fine when plugged in. My wife is using one of them right now, so I walked over to check model numbers to look for a replacement battery on eBay. She asks what I'm doing, and I let her know. She asks why I think the battery's shot. I point to the orange flashing, not charging, indicator. No, hun, it is charging. Look. Unplugs laptop. A-A-A-A-A-A-N-D whatever she was doing is gone now, since the battery's not charging. She looked at me and said, okay, maybe not, our next story is named your instructions are stupid. I'll keep doing things the way I've always done them. What do you mean I can't open tickets anymore? And why am I getting charged for it? We have a pretty simple system. You ask for something and you get something. With me so far? It really is that simple for the user. We have to do some crazy routing on our end depending on what something is but that is an entirely different story. There is also a big button that say click here if you want something for someone else. With a giant red warning underneath that says, hey if you don't use that big button right above the something you ask for will be for you. We even have a are you sure you don't mean you want it for someone else. You already have something if the system detects you already have something. So enter user A. This user supports many other users. The department might get a lot of turnover because every month they get at least one new person.
Or maybe they're expanding. Who knows not my problem. Like clockwork the second Monday of every month we get a ticket. I asked for something for new hire but they never got it. Please fix. I'm not kidding. Literally every second Monday of every month for the last year or so. Can you guess what went wrong? Let me give you a hint. It has something to do with someone not using the giant button and not reading the two different warnings or pop-ups. I had gotten really tired of sending user of the same email every month. Please use the button to ask for something for someone else. We'll send ticket over to finance to swap the charges. That email also contains very detailed step-by-step instructions. The rest of my team had also gotten tired of hearing from Usera so we decided to not help this time with manager director backup. We disabled the ability for Usera to submit tickets. They must call the help desk for tickets now. We also didn't forward the current ticket to finance. We sent user A a strongly worded email that basically said, look you do this every month. We told you how to do this the correct way for a year. If you still can't figure it out you're on your own and all these charges will fall on you. Attach the last 12 months worth of tickets. CC user A's boss. User A must have not noticed her boss CCED on the email because we get a nasty email back. What do you mean I can't open tickets anymore? And why am I getting charged for it? Do you know WHO I support? You will fix this now or my boss will hear about this. Insert other comments about how stupid the system is and how incompetent my team is and other non-professional language. Email was also largely in caps. We didn't get around to responding until after lunch but as it turns out we don't need to respond anymore. User A's boss has apparently responded. I apologize for the behavior of user A please don't let her behavior affect the wonderful support you provide to our department. User B will now be responsible for interfacing with your team to get something for our new hires. Please grant user B the permissions user A previously had. I've read through your directions you send user A over and tried it out. It worked as expected. User B will be using though. Say directions to complete her work. Also please see ticket hash for terminating user A's network access. We killed user A's network account with pleasure. Our next story is named nnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnnn
plus reduced turnaround time on broken RF guns by actually looking at how to repair them and which of the parts from the old guns being replaced were compatible with the new models. I presented all of this to him and the following week I was notified by my contract manager they were letting me go. Fine with that really as seasonal was coming up and the no drug test or background check hires were the worst each year. Two days later I get a call from the manager demanding the scripts I used. While at the job they never provided me with any tools and they told us to use our own if we needed it. I had never put the scripts on the server or on my work computer. I check my contracts for any clause for files or documents I create while on the job and then proceeded to tell him they were not worth me keeping my job, so I deleted them when requested to doormat my drive upon termination, but they could keep my screwdriver set in my drawer so they can have one in the office. For those who can't keep up, scripts were made on my own time off the clock talking to software vendors cause they are closed during my night shift. Never left my USB drive. Was deleted per request for my drive being formatted on termination. I was a contractor and the scripts would belong to my contract company and not the company I was sent to if any and they already said they don't want them I am safe. They don't make money if I am not there. That was today's episode of Reddit Guy. Hope you enjoyed it.